And welcome, everybody. We've been gone for two weeks. We missed everybody, didn't we, Doug? It's been a long time. It has been, hasn't it? Felt like it fell right out of the egg. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm back. He's back, and we're back. And this is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And today we have a lot of things. By the way, this is the continuation of the Matt Shea Show. Because he was just on the last hour. He's going to be on this hour, too. So how convenient of that for him. So it's two hours of Celebrity of the week. Celebrity of the week. That's right. So anyway, he's going to be on the show. He's going to talk about his book, The Groundskeeper, and a couple of other stories in that book. And then we're also going to have on, this is the beginning of the month, so we're going to have the Astro News of the Month. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of things that are kind of interesting that we're going to talk about. And also the Astro Celebrity of the Week, which is George Clooney, which is interesting. We were looking at his chart this morning and went, whoa. Interesting guy. Very interesting guy. And a lot of things coming up for him. Yes. Yes. Saturn return is in full swing. Yes, it certainly is. Yes. Oh, golly. Anyway. So anyway, we're going to have all those good things and our usual ads and all those kind of fun things. And we're going to have Matt here today. We're going to be talking about his stories and how wonderful they are. So anyway, we're going to take a really quick break right now. And when we get back, we're going to have the Astro News of the Month. This is the, excuse me, what show is this? This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 a.m. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now... We're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Get inspired every hour right here on Alternative Talk 1150. That. <laughs> that is so cool. We're going to have to incorporate that in more spots. Very on the mystical. Show. Very mystical. This is the Astro News of the Month, in case you all wondered where it was last month. We forgot about it. Anyway, this month we have two major events, or one event that has already taken place, but it's worth mentioning just because it is coloring the news and everything else out there. Oh, because everything's going to be exposed now. Exposed. It is Pluto that has gone direct, and it went direct on the 3rd, about midnight, I think. Yes. On the 3rd. I kept checking it, and I said, how come it's changing at midnight? It never changes at midnight at the beginning of a day or at the end of a day. That well, was kind of bizarre. So, but I don't know, me personally, I felt like that whole day before, I felt like compressed cheese. Ah. Uh, if whatever that is. But that just came to mind. But I felt my whole body was compressed and I felt compressed and I felt like I just want to release it, you know. And so <laughs> that started to happen yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, so what have you noticed about it? Well, just take a look at everything that's going on right now. It's yeah. like there's chaos wherever yeah. you look in the world. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah. a lot of truth is going to come to the surface with yep. this. Yep, it is. Um, 
And this is all leading up into the January thing when Saturn and, and Pluto are going to be conjunct around the 21st, I think, of January, I believe. Right. Yeah, at 23 degrees. Which the last time was in 1776. Yeah, you know, you just told me that this morning and I just about dropped my drawers when you said that because... Thank God you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a real shock to everybody, wouldn't it? Yeah, so, but that just like hit me three or four times. It was like three shocks, aftershock, aftershock, aftershock. Because I realized that it's sort of the beginning of the country and now we're looking at the possible change of footing, you know. Well, hopefully it's the change of going back to what was. Yes. Because this all changed in 1781. Yeah, we've gotten pretty so, far away from that. Yeah. Way far. And there's an interesting, too, you've got Venus going into Scorpio, which it does not like to be. No. But it can sure root out a lot of... That's evils. true. Yeah. A lot of evil, then it will all be tied as far all this pedophile stuff that's been talked about yeah. and uh, going on with Epstein and everyone else. Yeah. You know, so what? let me ask you a question. What about Epstein? I don't think he's, he's dead. I don't feel he is either. Yeah. I think he was covered up and they showed pictures of him afterwards. It did not look like him on the, on the gurney. Not at all in my book. Mm-mm. No, so, and I normally don't... Especially if you go back and look at the ears. Look at Epstein's ears and then look at this, the corpse ears. Yeah. They were so totally different. Yeah, I think he was... And ears don't change. He had to pay a lot of money to do that, but he had it. Well, whether he, he was done that way or if it was done in the respect to get him out of there so yep. that they would have him as a witness. Who knows? Yeah, who but knows? something's going on big there. Something's big. So we can we can count on that. And the second thing that's happening this month, which is all you people who have hurt hate Mercury retrograde, Mercury retrograde is going to happen on October thirty first, right on Halloween night. And it will be in Scorpio. Oh yeah. And it will stay there for nine weeks instead of the usual nine weeks. Yes, because of the retrograde takes it there backwards. Oh, into Mercury and Scorpio was going to be. Oh, yeah. I was going to say it's going to be retrograde for nine weeks. I said no, 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 three, no, 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 three weeks. Mercury and Scorpio is there for nine okay. weeks, or which will dig out a lot of crap as well. Yes, it certainly is going to be reflecting. And at the same time, you have Mars in Libra. That wants to bring justice everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like uh, mm -hmm. the worst place you could tick and stick Mars. Yeah, right. Because Mars wants to normally charge forward and get things done. That's and right. It's in its fall. Yeah, in Libra, it's sitting there trying to make sure that everything's done right. Yeah, right. And making sure everything's balanced. Both sides feel good about it. Oh, that's well. That's right. Yeah, that's that it will be difficult because that's completely antithetical to Mars. They don't care about it both sides are good. It's just as long that's as right. I'm getting good stuff out of it. And then when we come in with the full moon yeah, and Aries, it's where it should be, mm -hmm. the closure of things. But because it's in Aries, it's going to just open up everything. Yeah, everybody's going to start beating each other up then. Everyone's going to be concerned about for themselves. Yes, they will. Yeah, And right. I think that you'll see a lot of drum beating going on that... Uh. Has just barely started now. Where right. they're all drumming, doing their drum, yeah, trying to project their guilt or protect themselves right. or whatever. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazier, getting crazier by the day. So anyway, that's it for. Um, there's a couple, just a couple major events this month, and actually, um, those are two fairly major events. So we can just kind of look at things happening sequentially here. You know, 
with first the Pluto and then the Mercury in uh, Scorpio, which is in Pluto sign. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, so now we're going to talk about the Astro Celebrity of the Week. Okie dokie. We've got George Clooney here, and everybody thinks he's just such a hunk. He is kind of cute, but, well, well, you know, anyway. His now, let me just give out the information for people who have who want to have his chart. It's May 6th, 1961, at that's <coughs> a.m. in Lexington, Kentucky. Sure doesn't have a southern accent, does he? Well, you can have that change. You know, oh, yeah, you can study that's and change true. You it. can go to a voice thing person. I had a voice therapy. Yeah. Couldn't say things. You would be amazed how my voice has changed. Really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I can tell. <laughs> you, you, you could, before, people couldn't understand what I was saying because okay. all my THs were S's and all my oh, oh. S's were Z's. Is that a South Dakota? No, uh, it's a German thing. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. Because my dad was raised by his German grandparents. Okay, that makes sense. So and you inherited that. Interesting. I picked up that sound. Yeah, wow. So listen, we got three minutes to talk about George. So let's talk about the highlights here. Okay, first of all, he has a sun in Taurus, and then he has a moon and Saturn together in Capricorn. Yeah. And so, and it has Pisces rising, which, you know, you were telling me before, well, he's got lovely, sweet eyes, and they're big, and they're watery. Okay, well, yes, I understand that. But well, he's got them. Well, yeah, I know, but I never would have equated him being a Pisces rising. Don't you think that the moon plays here in a lot of it? Because oh, definitely. His definitely. moon's in Capricorn, yeah. and Capricorns always have the most perfect eyebrows. Yes, they do. And his face is so framed, so perfect. Yeah, it is. I mean, you yeah. look at him and you think, wow, it's striking. Yeah, well, they also, Capricorn rising people are supposed to have really nice eyes, too. Right. So, yeah, okay. So let's talk about this, the moon Saturn thing, because that's big. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, we have one thing that's happening, and that is his Saturn return, which is coming up this coming year. Right. Yep. And He's then, already in it. It's already in it, basically. And then he has um, Saturn at the last degree of Capricorn, which is really interesting to me. Right. Yeah, that's kind of what we call a weeping degree. And it is stationary. <laughs> yeah, you took my line, oh. but that's okay. <laughs> stationary, yes, it's stationary retrograde. Mm-hmm. And it had just going to go stationary retrograde a day <coughs> or two after he was born, so... Yeah, so Saturn that is... That conjunct his moon. Yeah, it's conjunct. Um, He's a serious guy. Yeah, very serious. And yeah. then if we look as far the mid-heaven at 19 degrees, mm-hmm. we pulled Uranus up there as the lead planet, and he started yes. everything by being on television, Okay, which rules by Yeah, you're right. It is the Uranus. closest one. It is the closest He's one. got Uranus at the same time squaring his Jupiter. Yep. And it's also doing his Mars, too. And Pluto sitting in the sixth. Mm-hmm. And supposedly in Hollywood, he is the go-to to get money for movies that they can't get done otherwise. Oh, that makes and sense. it's all tied to the CIA. Oh, such a bad And boy. when the CIA backs these movies for him, they come up with a different name mm. that they place in there as produced by such and such company. Yeah. Which is actually the CIA, but it's not putting right in there. Yeah, exactly. I just want to say one more thing before we go on is that um, this Saturn return of his and also Pluto coming up to conjoin all those here next year 
That's going to really be a rip, a rip snorting, off, emphasis on the rip part. <laughs> I think it's going to be interesting to see what yeah, happens. Yeah, I do too. It goes it's down. Really, really tough. So anyway, it wasn't as much time as we like because we had to devote it to the Astro News of the Month. So anyway, we're going to take a quick break right now. And when we get back, we're going to bring on Mr. Matt Shea. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a live read for Ms. Angela Propes. She's an aromatherapist. Now, at this point, you've probably heard enough about essential oils. Are you confused? You're overwhelmed? Not where to, don't know where to start? There's so much information, and our aromatherapy expert, Angela Probst, with Young Living Essential Oils can help you navigate and meet your health and wellness goals. Now, CBD is everywhere these days, and if you're looking for a CBD choice that is transparent about its source, how it is processed, and what you will do, what it'll do for you, or you want more information and you want to talk to Angela, please give her a call today at 253-278-1599 or visit her at her website at www.myyl.com slash Angela. Going our own way every day. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. I'm Eileen Grimes, astrologer, with my co-host, Mr. Doug Johnston. Always a treat to be here. Always is. And we're going to have, right now, we're going to introduce our guest, Mr. Matt Shea. You were probably introduced on the last one, but we'll introduce you this time. He's an author. He's written several books, basically about the common man. And to me, he's sort of like the Prairie Home Companion. And he looks like a movie star. Yeah, he kind of does. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does just a wee bit. Hi, Very Matt. much. Hi, Matt. Thank you for giving me that Andy Warhol 15 minutes. You've done it <laughs> twice for me this morning. I have a lot of friends, family out there with more friends in this room. I thank you. I owe you one for this. Oh, you That don't. goes for you too, Doug. Oh, shucks. <laughs> so yeah. we're going to be talking about one of your books today, The Groundskeeper, and three stories. Which story would you like to start with? Well, I would like to start off with The Groundskeeper. Okay. But, but before I do that, I just want to do the quick hello list. My daughter is always here, mm-hmm. uh, you know, meaning that she's listening. Hi, Laura. And, and this is her favorite book because okay. when I was, when she was much younger and I was involved with campfires, I would read her bedtime stories mm-hmm. at night. And she tells me that this being my first book, it most closely associates with the stories I read to her at that okay. time. And so I'm definitely thinking about her. Mm-hmm. And then as we speak, Burian has a place called the Pickled and Preserved Market Deli. This is Sarah's place. And this is important to me because they are displaying some of my books today. Oh, nice. And oh, that is awfully nice, nice from nice. Sarah. It's a fantastic shop. Awesome. And Renee Klaus is there because she does the covers for many of my books. Great. And she should have done this one. I like this one, but mm-hmm. I like her touch. Are you going to go over there afterwards? Yes, I do plan on going oh, there. good for you. And hopefully I get assigned some. Good, but she good, is good. artistic expression spelt with an X on Facebook. The sensational artwork. Mm-hmm. You could see her just her collage out there, and you'd have no idea it was done by the same person. Oh, that's going to be good, good fun times over there today. Yeah, my yeah. brother Paul is listening with his family. My Hi, sister Mo is the Shays for that matter, and I always like to hit the Emerald Queen. My buddy David Smith, Gary, the whole group there, Helen, they were just wonderful to work with. And who knows, I might be back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Doug, Doug knows them too. 
Right. <laughs> well, I run into him at, at the restaurant up here all the time. Uh, yeah, you there three, my four favorite times? restaurant. Yeah, I keep hearing about it, and I've never gone yet. So well, thank they, you there. they have changed it now. You have to pay for coffee. It's a dollar twenty-five. Well, that's Tough. a drop in the bucket. It's <laughs> worth it. <laughs> also, I want to say hello to Rose, to Benson, and to Kayla at the Comfort Inn and the Sleep Inn off of oh, yes. by the airport because that's where I'm employed now. I drive for right. them. It's a lot of fun. They're are they get, listening, do you think? They are listening. <gasps> Hi, Rose. Me. I remember Rose. Oh, yes. Yes. And they're going to have a grand opening, I believe, on the 18th. But okay. it's a fun, refurbished place, and people don't like going to their rooms. The rooms are great. They like downstairs. Yeah. They've got the fireplace, more than one it big screen nice, TV. It is a nice, nice lobby. The in that dining hotel. room is always open for tea, hot cocoa. Mm-hmm. It's a fun place, and you bet we drive you to the restaurants in the area. Oh, that's great. That's great. Thank you so much. That's great. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the groundskeeper and the first story I'm going to talk about. Throughout my entire life, I was one of these struggling kids where I would get C's and D's on the report card, mm-hmm. but I was pretty good with history, and then I could write. Mm-hmm. Writing was the one thing I could do. And a teacher had told me that back in grade school. He said, you're not all bad. <laughs> you could at least do this. Well, when he told me that, I started taking notes of my thoughts, knowing one day I could make books out of it, which I've done. When okay. I retired in 2010, I had plenty of notes and this book is what I've come up with. Okay. The groundskeeper is basically myself as an old man mentoring myself as that young boy in grade yeah. school. What am I going to be when I grow up? The odds are against me. Right. And so I'm mentoring myself. Then at the very tail end, we have mom up here. Mm-hmm. My mom had a great life, 93 years. She passed recently. This is a good thing. It was her time. She's still with us for us to find out, especially, especially But now more than ever, this book means everything to me because it was so important for me to get it published, to dedicate it to my parents and Mm -hmm. to gift them, and it worked. They loved every story that came from the heart. I'm not the greatest writer in the world, but I know I'm their favorite one. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) You're pretty darn good. Yeah, pretty darn good. That's for sure, yeah. And I liked... The groundskeeper, because it was like watching a man going through the process of transformation in very, like about 14 pages. <laughs> I thought it was pretty amazing that you could get it done so quickly because transformations, as they're written about, sometimes take a while, you know, because you go through all the steps and the processes getting there. And But you had him find himself through uncovering this, this area in, in this place that he was refurbishing and he, I think he was trying to get one of the walls out to expose another wall. And when he did, it was like, all oh, the sunshine came in, la, you know, it was, <laughs> it was, it was like he was just touched by God at that instant. That's exactly he, what it was. Okay, yeah. And he found Oz. He, yes, he did. He found found the the Holy Grail, literally. And so he went back and talked to the groundskeeper and said, whatever that that line was that he used, you know. Because I'm here. Yes, I love that. That was so cool. Because I'm here. It's why I do it. See, at first he was a typical dumb teenage American kid. I'm going to cut corners and make big paychecks and show it off. And then this town he's in, he finds out the elders built that town out of character, and he learns character. Right. 
And then he realizes that that ground was the old man's playground because his mom worked there. Right. That's all he needed to know. Right. He was so inspired by that man, he was gifting him by doing extra work, yeah. extra hours to uncover that ground and to give him back his childhood. That's right. And this groundskeeper came into his life at the perfect time so that he could illuminate or help him understand about himself in a much, much larger way. And as a matter of fact, he, she, he did call him his mentor, which was perfect. It's all about self-sacrificing for the good of the whole. Yeah. And he found out that all of them were working far beyond 40 hours and the victimized of concessions. Yeah, and he couldn't but the understand ship, But it the first. ship stayed afloat. Right. And he liked being a member of that community in the long run. Yeah, right. It was like he... Um, at first, he he couldn't understand what the groundskeeper was talking about. He was hadn't gotten leapt over that barn yet, you know. And so, um, he why wouldn't you want to work for money? Why wouldn't you? Why why do you want to work more than forty hours or thirty hours, which is how much he the groundskeeper worked, you know? So, but he couldn't understand that. But then he started working on this project, and as he went through, and un revealed or unveiled various parts of it. He kept finding parts of himself. Yes, it was a calling. The more he dug, the more he <laughs> yeah. found. Yep, he did. And it's seemingly so simple and yet so profound because, like I said, you were able, I think that was like how many pages long? 12 or 13 pages long? Approximately that. Yeah, I mean, I thought, wow, he did that quickly. <laughs> you know, because when you have a transformative experience, it generally takes... Not a lot. It can be for some people a lifetime to get it, or if you're really willing and able to go through that hole in in the in the ethers to go to the other side. Then, if you're willing, it'll take just a second to happen. Yes, I had somebody write me. She was a Ukrainian citizen who was in the Middle East teaching people how to read and write, mm -hmm. and she was using that very book and those stories because of the simplicity. Right. And so I was honored by that because I like the easy read, no mm -hmm. dictionary here. Right. But the point is made, and it's very simple. The cards are laid out face up. Uh, we could relate to it. Yeah. Uh, this guy went beyond getting paid by the hour. He yes, turned, he did. He turned to a labor of love yeah. as the rest of the community was doing. Yeah. And for all of us to do it, it saved it. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. It was it was really interesting because at first he was aware of how many hours he was putting in and how much money he was going to make. And then pretty soon that all dropped away, you know, when he started really getting into the nuts and bolts of the project. I think this is why his books are so good as far as for audio. Yeah. Because oh, people yeah. that are want to listen to something but not what the radio garbage is. Yeah. Uh, plopping in one of these books and just listening to it. Yeah. It, takes a lot of miles. <laughs> yes, it does. And it seems like the perfect activity to do while you're driving. Mm -hmm. Say you're driving through the middle of the country. Montana. You know, yes, exactly. Or takes forever. It takes forever. Or maybe South Dakota or something by oh, some whoa. small towns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. By Watertown? Is that where you were born? Yeah. Yes. Well, anyway. It's, Big city of it's, Watertown. It's middle, it's middle United States. You know, it's a whole culture of the United States, you know, that he's quiet. talking about. It's quiet. Yeah. yeah. This book has 20 stories in it, and it starts off with work ethic. The first chapter, which has many stories, and it's called Tales from the Factory. 
and then eventually it goes to small town USA fitting in, right. and then it goes to a young boy who is from a broken home. Right. At a young age, he doesn't have a dad, but he could still do what's right and be a that man of town by terror, example. Right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, his, They're it, all good. They all make you feel good. That's right, and they all have a purpose behind them. You mm-hmm. know, to see that. We have way much, we have way more in ourselves than we think we have. That's right. You know, to call upon. And um, just when we come up against something, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Well, chances are you do want to do that because on the other side of it is complete growth. That's right. Yeah. Excellent. Well, that's kind of the rules of life. Yes, it is. It, we go into different classes that we have to learn in life. Right. Exactly. And we go there on a fun tip off of this or tip off of that. Right. And then the lesson starts and we'd never go there for the lesson itself. No. Mm-mm. But the lesson at the other end is what makes us a better person. That's right. And we find it where we least expect it. Yep. And yep. we don't find it. It finds us. That's true. Right. That's it very true. Because this kid, there was a reason why he was on that job. Something brought him in, <coughs> and there was a reason why he didn't walk off of it. He stayed around, and he meshed in with it. It well, was a calling. We always yeah. say that astrology finds you. You don't go yes. finding it, looking for it. Yes, exactly right. Yeah. It found me, and it found you, didn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. basically about the same time. Yes, same, yeah. We I went through it at the same time. We went into different schools together. Yeah. <laughs> It's interesting anyway. how it pulls you in, and it there's does. no walking away from it. No, nope, there to wasn't. Learn it. Yeah, it was like I heard when I had somebody do my chart. and says, "How do I learn about this?" He says, "Oh, get a book or two. I said, "Well, that's the way I'll learn it. I'll just read a book," <laughs> <laughs> not knowing that. And here you are, three years later, uh, still no, learning about still it. Still learning about it. Yep. You it know, never stops. It never stops, and it grabbed me as soon as I started really looking at it. I said, "Okay, I'm ready. I'm going. I'm. I surrender." Okay, so yeah, and this is kind of the same way with your books. It really is because you know when you find somebody who seemingly off course, they get back on course, and by the least amount of, it seems like the least amount of effort too. And Just the character that normally you wouldn't think would be the hero comes yeah. out the hero. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. Anyway, we've got to take another quick break, and when we get back, we're going to talk some more with Mr. Matt Shea. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is an ad for Matt Shea. Wow, cool. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Matt is a storyteller, and... His choice of subjects have to do with those who are considered just a little different. You know the ones, the ones that are usually outcast or misplaced as a result of being overlooked and misunderstood. Their moment arrives when they are called upon to reveal their real character through some selfless act, thus ending up being acknowledged, then contributing to society. When it is all said and done, he wants the reader to be uplifted by the deeper message. And he will rewrite stories for the rest of his life with the hopes that he can create happiness, bring encouragement, ultimately inspire others. And another book of Matt's is Elmo and Ross. We're talking about one today, The Groundskeeper, which are available at Amazon.com. So go to Matt Shea Books, M-A-T-T-S-H-E-A Books.com 
to find free stuff and to read and download. It's a great way to sample Matt and his writing. For more information on Matt and his books, contact Matt Shea at mattsheabooks.com and email him at workinmatt7, W-O-R-K-N-M-A-T-T-7, at at AOL.com. And now this is a live read from Ms. Susan Bergstrom, the Medicare Exchange. Medicare coverage is a very important and confusing issue as we near our retirement, largely because, largely because Medicare does not cover 100% of your medical costs, only about 80%. That means we'll need affordable supplemental coverage that takes care of the last 20%. Susan Bergstrom can help get the best coverage for you. With her, the process is really easy, and in the end, she will save you money. So to schedule an appointment or RSVP for one of her workshops, call Susan at 253-318-9379 or email her at sbergstrom, S-B-E-R-G-S-T-R-O-M, at AmericanSeniorBenefits.com. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We're a couple of baby boomers who bring you a talk radio mix of metaphysics and music, politics, and pop culture. And you never know which celebrity will join us for an interesting conversation. Mance and Mitchell is Boomer HQ, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on 1150 AM KKNW. Your home for alternative talk in Seattle and Western Washington. Alternative Talk 1150. It's good for what ails you. This statement has not been evaluated by the FDA. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And I am back with Mr. Matt Shea and Doug Johnston. And we also have another visitor in the studio, but she's not talking. And that's Ella. (laughs) Hi, Ella. (laughs) But she's sweet. She's sweet, yeah. So anyway, um, let's talk some more about... The next story that we're going to talk about, and that is um, Small Town 101. Small Town 101, yeah. Okay, so this has a similar message to it. It's about a guy who is a very wealthy man who basically owns the town, kind of, and he's somebody that everybody has misunderstood. Years back, I was doing a road trip, and this is with, I believe, Renee, Mm -hmm. who does my covers and so forth. Yeah. And we were in a town in Oregon called, I believe it was called Michael, Oregon. Mm-hmm. And we're staying at the Oregon Hotel there. He was a very nice man. And we're having breakfast with he and his wife. And he started opening up with me. Mm-hmm. Across the street was a little gas pump. And he points at that. And he says, that's his gas station. Mm-hmm. He said half the town owes him money for needing gas. Mm-hmm. And he says, they really don't have to pay me back. I don't mm-hmm. mind helping, mm-hmm. but when I help, don't treat me as if I'm a king and now that I own you. Oh, okay. And then he would point out a car, and he said, the person who owns that car, I help them out. Mm-hmm. Now they avoid me. They hate me. They oh. think that I own their soul or something. Right. He and one other man owned the businesses in this tiny town. They had the hotel, the local cafe, a store and everything, and they had the same dilemma. They mm-hmm. were charitable. Mm-hmm. They would help, and then they would get misinterpreted for their kindness. And after talking to this man, I kept writing notes about it and thinking and thinking, and I didn't stop until I got this story out called Small Town 101. It wow. was in his honor, and with this nice guy in a small town where everyone knew everyone's business, 
what he was going through. Mm-hmm. No good deed going unpunished. Right. And yeah. 101 is the highway 101, I take it. We yes, could look it at is. it that yes, way. Definitely. Yes, definitely. Because that know. goes down right through there. Well, this was more towards Central. I think it's in the area of Baker. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. But 101 meaning introductory. Introductory. Yeah, but it's okay. also highway I was wondering if it meant 101, the highway, yeah. if that was tied into the thought process there. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, because it's interesting how people misperceive people who have money. You know, and usually a lot of anxiety and anger is projected on the people who, ha- who have and who are coming from the have-nots type of thing. Yes, but yeah. so many of these people, they're not evil, they're actually charitable. Mm-hmm. Bill Gates is greatly a charitable Absolutely. man. But in this small town, they chose to make an enemy out of him and yeah. misinterpret his kindness. Right. And he wasn't as rich as they thought. Yeah. He was just better off than they were and he was sharing it to help the town right. and it worked against him. Yeah. And but in the end it changes, of course. Oh, yeah. well you have to. Yes. You have to. The hole got too deep. Yeah. And again, he's the one who's innocent here. And he basically, I think he was talking to somebody at the end. He says, I'm not as rich as everybody says I am. I'm just a normal guy, you know. And he went on to explain, you know, somewhat about his, how he got his money. But, you know, and so when you strip, strip away the facade of somebody being rich, you know, they're just like us. Well, they certainly are. And again, the main character here, he was not pompous. He wasn't showy in any way. He was the first to help you. And after a while, it came expected when he couldn't quite do what you needed of him. Right. And then it became an ugly reputation from this good man that gave until he hurt. Right. Exactly. That's really, and and that was like a 10-page story. I mean, it was just really succinct and down to down to the bottom line and i liked how he went around and he just kind of helped people he told his employee when he came to the gas station just go ahead and take the morning off and come back at noon what you know just go ahead and enjoy your morning and go sit and enjoy yourself somewhere you know and he says i'll take over i love doing that so i probably have the best bosses in my working life that any human beings ever had in history. Mm-hmm. They were all sensational people, and they all did the extras, mm-hmm. and the extras sometimes worked against them. Right. The humanity could only go as far as what you're capable of doing. We mm-hmm. only have so much capacity. They would go full tilt with their capacity, mm-hmm. and then there would be those that would use it against them as leverage. Right. And that was that knight in shining armor who was giving you a standing eight count in life. Right. They were buying you time, being understanding without mocking you. Right, exactly. So do you have any comments here, uh, Doug? I just find his stories interesting. I do too. My favorite, of course, is the the best money can buy. Yes, that's right. I like that story a lot. Yeah, it's, that's his newest story. His he does newest have that story. gift as far as to say, a lot in a very few yes, number he's of very words. Yes, down, he's very bottom line, you know. And I keep, I keep, every time I'm with you and we're talking today about, basically we're talking about the equality of every person to another person, no matter where their standing is. So I keep reflecting back to your chart. And it's so much your chart that, you know, with a Sun-Uranus conjunction in the 11th house, what other way would it be? and he's going what does that mean well (laughs) it means that 
well, my daughter is overdue to be with you. Mm-hmm. And when the time, when her dance card fits, she's going to get a reading with you realistically at Burr's. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be interesting. I will know just to leave the room. Yeah. Something about your readings. Um, I have a, one of my things that I like to time things. You go beyond 20 minutes when you give somebody a 20-minute reading. I do. You go beyond 40 minutes, but you do more than that. You have a bond for life with them. Yeah, I do. They have their card. They could call you. You make house calls. Right. How many people do that? That's right. You will actually meet them somewhere, meet them equidistance, whatever. Right. And I marvel at that. Uh, When they buy something or get it, they're getting at least twice as much in my book. Oh, thank you. That's really, really sweet of you to say that. I can't, you know, I when I'm doing readings at fairs and stuff like that, to do a straight 20 minutes and 40 minutes, I just can't do that. Because no, what if, you know, what if I get somebody who's got some really deep stuff? Yep. It's going to take more than that kind of time to discover and talk about that, you know. And so um, it's important for me to give them the time that they deserve. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had one yet that's been... Ten minutes. <laughs> no, no. Like, how do you time it for ten minutes or twenty minutes? You know, I do it for twenty minutes and then for forty minutes at at Burr's, and because you know, for twenty minutes you kind of need to kind of give a broader sense of of where they are, and it takes a little bit more time to do that. So, yes, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Well, it goes even further than that. We have tea time with them, dessert and everything. Yeah, and you. Ex- you answer their questions and explain some fundamentals, and they're mm-hmm. greatly moving along with this. It's incredible. Yeah, they are, and you know they always feel pretty good after they've <coughs> been with me, which, which is ultimately my goal. You know, they walk away feeling much better and feeling expanded, whereas they have more possibilities and less possibilities when than when they sat down with me. Because it depends on <coughs> how you view your chart. You can see, oh well. I have this area in life which I just can't do. I'm just bad at it, and I just avoid it altogether. And I try to go, well, see this area? This area, you may want to try something different. <clears throat> because if there's... Oh, go ahead. Did you want to say something? He wants to say something. Well, no. They get they get Eileen, or they get Doug with it also. Right. They have a friend for life. And all the time, I see people at fairs or at burrs that just in to say hi real quick to introduce you to their friends because right. of the impact you would give them. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Myself included. Oh well, heck. That's you know, I'm I you know, for being a Pisces and with Leo rising, you'd think I'd have an ego. Well I sorta of do, but not really. You know? Sort of. <laughs> you know, I was I was waiting for you to do that. You're gonna pounce right the heck on me. Oh, so anyway, what do you say? Let me see that. Well, it's Away. the town terror. Oh, oh yes, yeah, town terror. We're gonna do that one. Okay, yes, we're gonna talk about that for the next three or so minutes. Okay, so the town terror was. I think I read that story before I read these ones. This is about a guy named Sean, who I'm trying to remember all the particulars, but in the end, he came out. You know, he was sort of the downcast person in the in the city, right? This is an Eileen and Doug story because it has to do with the stars guiding him. Oh, yeah. He starts you, off, I, that's one I forgot He starts about. off being a young man like any of us, and because of the TV commercials, the movies, the tough guy stuff, he's doing process of elimination, mm-hmm. doing the wrong things to make an image to the point where the town got fed up and rejected him. Right. 
when he reaches back to his old friends, they've since grown up and move away. Right. But at night, he would look from his bedroom window and play connect the dots with the stars, and he would create images and, and refer to them by name. They were his friends that were always there. Mm-hmm. And at the very end, star patterns seem to be pointing towards something, and that is his ticket to freedom. Mm. Wow. You can read that on so many levels. Very deep. Very deep. Well, you two, this should should touch both of you. Yeah, it kind of does, you know, because when you discover something about yourself and you maybe use something outside of you as a, a, um, what do you call it? A point, you know, a touch, touch, touch stone. Hmm? A reference point. Yeah, that too. Yeah, a reference point. And it, it becomes a part of your consciousness. And from that point on, that touchstone or reference point will be a part of your life. When you see it, it will trigger it, trigger things off. So, um, yeah, so that's exactly what you're talking about. The family history of this boy said one of the elders hopped a train looking for work at a desperation. And they ended up in this town named Valent. Mm-hmm. Then he's having a night where everything is coming to an end, his whole world is, mm-hmm. and he's looking at the stars, and they seem to be pointing downwards to something. Mm-hmm. And he looks downwards, and he sees the midnight freight coming his way, and he gets it. Mm-hmm. He hops that freight. He's with a fellow hobo now, and at the end of the line, they're building a new town, a job, and he has a place to go. And right. the way his grandfather started life, it's mm-hmm. now him. Those stars are taking him to the new world. He had to relocate, and it was there for him in transit, but he had to read the signs. And apparently he listens to the Jupiter Rising show because he did just that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's a smart man. What can you say? Wow. Wow. Pretty cool. Well, I think you're kind of talking about the, the three wise men in some respects, that they followed the stars. The universe is always talking. Yeah, and they found the birthplace of Jesus. From the star maps that they had. And by the way, in case you're wondering, the three wise men were astrologers. And you know, that isn't that isn't reported that much, but they were. Uh-huh. You know, yes. And they were looking at star maps, seeing that there was going to be a gigantic conjunction of planets in the sign of Pisces. About seven or eight planets in Pisces. So what they did, they sort of did an astrocartography map where that was going to show up on the globe. And they laid it out and said, oh, we have to go to Bethlehem, which they did. Monster Camel, boys. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) And we're off. Ride him Camel. No, it's (laughs) Ride him Camel. Ride him Camel. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, um, I always love that story. And um, I I always, I told that on the air one time on another radio show. And they said, whoa, really? I said, yeah. Three wise men. Well, the, you know, some people interpret that story wrong out of the Bible. They well, just they get do. it all screwed up. Yeah, and, or they misread. They want to read what they want to read. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. So anyway, well, that's very cool. And um, the the Sean, the character who, who finds his way through the stars as above, so below, which is a great saying. So as above, you know, so below, you're going to find within yourself when you look above, look up at the stars. So, um, and did you feel that way when you first started getting into astrology? Where you it were just opened up so many doors in my head. It was unreal. yeah, 
I know. And looking up at the sky, you know, and seeing Jupiter or looking Venus up there or the moon or something. It was the first time that I actually saw Saturn through oh. a telescope, too. Oh, really? oh. And it was right on Broadway. Someone had set up their telescope right on Broadway. Awesome. And it was so perfect that night. I oh, mean, wow. I walked up and I looked and I was just in awe. That would have been, a st- to see Saturn is just would just be incredible. You know, it's the most visually beautiful planet, I think, out there. So... It's a cool color. It's very cool. So anyway, I, re- I digress, but, you know, it's it's something that I felt, too, because I remember when I was in grade school or in middle school, um, they were offering classes in my church for astronomy, and I took those immediately. I did them over and over again. <coughs> I love the teacher, number one, <coughs> but I I kept doing the classes. I kept repeating them because I loved it so much. Gee, I wonder why. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So, as they say, you know, it kind of like anchored that part of me in myself. So when I went on to discover this particular field, it was well rooted, you know, in the discovery of how those planets actually enact their energies within us. That's yes, right. That's right. So anyway, I know the first time I had a astrology reading i was hooked i thought i've got to find out what's all yeah, this me too. how is that tied yeah. together yeah me too um i can't remember who i had a reading with i think it was laura gerking i think from from astrology at all or or um gregory gerking but um i thought wow you know i said i need to find this out for myself not just being told it but i needed to find out what how the heck they knew what they knew and how they knew so much more about me than I did. Yeah, so it was really amazing. What amazes me is they are having this resurgence of showing prehistoric structures, mm-hmm. and they're all in some way, shape, or form aligned to the stars, the constellations, Orion's belt, right. and they all seem to be unified planet-wide, right. like it's too perfect of a formula here yep. what's going on. Yes, that's very true. But long before we had electricity and so forth, that's all there was, yes. and it still is. Yep. Well, the, they had it then, though. They already had things going on there. Yeah. Because if you look as far as in the uh, in Egypt itself, you'll see over and over where they show a light bulb mm-hmm. that existed, and in these, uh, d- you don't see anything where they're carrying a torch where there would be smoke going up again mm-hmm. on the ceilings. So they created all that ahead of time mm-hmm. using some kind of battery some way, shape, right. or form, but definitely had it all going on. Right. Yeah. I think that there's been people here before that were a little bit smarter than what we think they Just were. Just a little bit, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Well, right now on the internet, they're talking about Mars and wait, wait, we're going to make an announcement. Get ready. You might not be ready for this. And then they lean towards that concept of life out there beyond this planet. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so when NASA's... It's all over. It's all yeah, over the when, place. when NASA's getting involved in poning up to this, well, I'll be yeah, paying attention Yeah, when science catches up with metaphysics, hello. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always metaphysics that seems be to be standing out in front. with what comes out because the truth will be exposed here. Yeah, it will be. Uh, these two running neck and neck, there's going to be a lot that comes out that we weren't expecting It's already starting to see. right now. That's right. Yeah. So. Because yeah. we've had flying saucers for years yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. 
and they've denied it and poo-pooed it. And yeah. Yeah, you but you can't. A UFO, that's, that's yeah. un- absurd. And, you know, and listen, when I first met Matt, no offense, but this is actually a compliment for you, I could have sworn you were an alien from another planet. And I know that you are, you know. Uh, your consciousness comes from a different place than everybody else's does that I know. You know, and the usual things that people worry about don't worry you. And you worry about the things that are very visionary in in nature. Like, how can we all get along? What a concept, you know. But, you know, I when I looked at your chart the first time, I just thought, well, kids, he's got six planets in Leo, okay? Yeah, yeah and, you know. And sitting in the 11th house? 11th and 12th, yes. <coughs> And I just thought, wow, what does he do with all that stuff, you know? But you take it and you use it in such a way that helps (coughs) other people so much with the 11th house focus. I'm pretty much a loner. Ask any one of my five siblings. And then uh, I will get on the Internet and look up one thing after another after another that have nothing to do with one another. Right. And I just keep doing that till I realize I'd fallen asleep doing this. <laughs> I was saying uh-huh. somebody that's in Uranus's ballpark there, Uranus's child, literally. Yeah. Uranus's child is somebody who would wake up and go, I don't know what the heck I'm doing here, but I have to do something different than everybody else does. And there's a way of trying to unite the human species that hasn't actually been been done yet. And you're going to be experiment in the areas where that's going to happen. And you do that right now with senior citizen groups and all that kind of thing, that bringing people together. That's super important to you. Yes, and Elle and I do this on road trips. Yeah. We have no idea where we're going. There's no compass here, no map. Right. But eventually, let's kind of go that direction and see where we are in a couple hundred miles and that type of thing. Right. Exactly. And there's always an adventure, but at the other end, whether it's a cafe or a park, whoever we come across, it seems like they were waiting for us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and the thing about your higher consciousness, it feels like you are, uh, your perspective has shifted. Let me see if I can get at this here. Okay, rather than you going after something, it comes to you. I mean, it's, it's sort of the mirror is very strong for you. So whatever you, whoever you meet and whatever they're doing, that means that's what the issues that you may be going through at the time too. So, I mean, if we could all live like that, people, it would be astounding. It well, would... This has really been a good year for you, though, hasn't yeah. it, for the most part? Well, look how my morning's gone so far. It's been yeah. a very yeah, good year. Well, it's been the Match A show every which way. Yeah. Well, I got my 15 minutes. Thank you. Jupiter is definitely, you know, training all this Leo yes, that's stuff tr- big that's time. that's true. Yeah, that's true. So it opens up the doors for you big yep. way. Okay, Matt, I think we got to say goodbye to you. I know you have to run off and do a little thing here. So anyway, I want to thank you for being on the show, and we can get a hold of you at Matt Shea Books, I believe, and yes. also at your 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 email addresses, workinmatt7 at AOL.com. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You betcha. Thank you it's so much. You. Great having you here. Okay, so next, okay, we have our things that we have to talk about, our our, um, our announcements, and we have one here. Oh, I know what it is. It's after after dark readings at Burr's Restaurant. I know what that is. And so um, 
we are at, or I am at, as long with Matt, I have to say, Matt and I are there, at 6151 Stillicum Boulevard in Lakewood, Washington, at 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. every Wednesday evening. That's $20 for 10 minutes, $40 for 20 minutes. You can come get a reading with me, and you could also, Matt usually comes every week, so you could come meet him, too, and you'll get a free book from Matt Shea. And let me tell you, if you kind of, well, I mean, that's a book, but any one of his books you get is, you will kind of, you read it and you'll turn your head a different way after reading it. it. They're just, it's really good stuff. So, okay, anyway, and then also, um, Wanda told me this weeks ago that I don't ever announce this, but now I'm announcing it. And every week on the website, 1150kknw.com, I write the astrological horoscopes every week. And they're up every Monday, I think, by noon, approximately. So if you're wanting to look at that to see what your forecast is for the week, you can read that and see how it fits. And from what I hear, a lot of people say it really, really is amazing how accurate it is. So anyway, it's kind of funny. Writing horoscopes is something I never know how I'm going to write them before I do them. So, you know, it's just typical. Mm -hmm. Yep, it's kind of fun. So, and then we have, the last thing we have here is the Emerald Spiral Expo in Idaho. The Inland Northwest Metaphysical and Wellness Expo, October 12th and 13th at the Gray House Park and Event Center, 5100 West Riverbend Avenue, Post Falls, Idaho. And I believe it's by Coeur d'Alene. So, at least as yes, far as I know. It is, right oh, out okay. there between Spokane and Coeur d'Alene. Okay, great. Okay, a $5 entry fee. And um, alternative medicine, new age, wisdom, demonstrations, crystals, stones, guest speakers, and all that kind of stuff. And you can get a hold of Astara at 445-4789, I think is her her phone number. And she is with um, Emerald Spiral Events, and she can help you get on that. And there's still lots of booths open for next month. Okay. So how do we get a hold of you, Doug? The best way is to text or call 206-769-4924. Okay, great. And I am at EileenGrimes.com. You can also get a hold of us at our website at JupiterRisingShow at AOL.com. That's our website there. And it's JupiterRisingShow.com to look at our show page. And then also, um, you can yeah, that's about it. So... And you can get me a hold of me at Facebook, Eileen Grimes. Okay, so next month, or next week, I should say, we've got a couple more people, or at least one person. And this is the author month that we have. We're all authors this month. Of course, we had just had Matt Shea. And um, Jane Fitzpatrick is going to be on next month, or next week. I keep saying, why am I saying next month? Anyway, next week. And so she's going to be on talking about her screenplay about Sacagawea. Oh, yes. Nice. Yes, it's getting close to being made as a movie. So That's right out of South Dakota. Yes, it is. Sioux you're right. Indian. You're right. That's, That's cool. Right. That's cool. And then the following week, we're going to have on Mr. John O'Dowd. He's got a lot of things happening in his Barbara Payton world. He has two books out there on Barbara Payton and also a an audio series about Yvette Vickers, which we talked about one week with Jackie Slevin. So, yes. anyway, so he's going to be on that week, and then the following week, we're going to have on Ms. Kim, Roger, Kim Rogers. 
Okay, so that's it for us today. I hope you all have a great week in the Seattle, Tacoma, and Bellevue area. This is the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio.